Hello everyone and welcome to this installment of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my good friend Burridge. Yes, hello, that is me. I hope you're all having an incredible day. Let's have a look at our topics today, shall we? Have you got a cold, sir? You sound a bit straight up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as, as the aforementioned topics, some of today's main topics are the fact that YouTube dislikes dislikes. That's Tom's streaming services rant. That's going to be fun. And Bobby Kotick? Kotick. 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 Yeah. Bobby yeah. Kotick and Activision Blizzard suck. <laughs> they Worse do. than a vacuum cleaner. Uh, they really do. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> Burridge, would you like to open us off with YouTube yes. disliking dislikes? Yes, so Bur uh, Burridge dislikes <laughs> YouTube dislikes it. We're off to a really good start. <laughs> YouTube has recently done yet another controversial thing and removed the ability to see the amount of dislikes on a video. I need to preface this with I haven't seen the change roll out on my account yet. I, I can still own. see dislikes, but if I'm logged out or on a different browser, I can't see them. So I'm assuming it must be something to do with cookies, maybe, but I can still see dislikes on uh, videos currently. Rolled it out everywhere. I was going to yeah. say, I know they were rolling it out, like, so. It's not, it's currently on my YouTube app, but I'm part of the beta anyway, so. Ah, okay. So they have, yes. Most, I do a lot of beta programs, mainly because I like to test new things. Uh, but yeah, so they're removing them, basically. Uh, people will still be able to dislike videos. It just it won't will, count for anything. It will count yeah. for nothing. Uh, you'll no longer be able to see the amount of dislikes alongside the amount of likes. You'll only see the amount of likes. So, personally, I use the like-to-dislike ratio a lot because I use that to determine whether the video's going to be good enough to watch or not for something. It's It's a good way to judge whether, like... Good to whether something it's going to be clickbaity. Yeah, if, if something you've clicked on is a bit clickbaity and like this could be real, this could be fake, the like to dislike ratio was just a good way to instantly tell. Now you have to actually scroll down to the comments and read what other idiots have been writing on YouTube. And the problem is the, they keep moving the comments further and further and further and further and further away. Yeah. So please remember to dislike this video on YouTube. It doesn't count for anything anyway. Exactly. Um, not our video though, like our videos. If you're a YouTube watcher, thank you. Um, Go to my YouTube and dislike my videos. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I found it useful, and I've used it for drama. Like, if a YouTuber is doing an apology video, I can generally tell. Um, that's why you go to the linked Reddit thread. Yeah, exactly. Read you read the comments there, there instead. Dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, to me personally, and for what I've seen a few other content creators sort of say, it seems more to be protect brands and companies. Like... Activision Blizzard is a nice little segue there for later, but all their videos are being absolutely bombarded for dislikes at the moment. But I mean, it's no surprise. When they deserve it. They do. And when that feature goes, how are you meant to tell people you don't like the company slash video or you're boycotting them in that way? It's a way of voicing your opinion. It's all well and good going, you can still dislike the video, but what does it matter if you can't see who else is... Like, how many just, other people are disliking it? It just comes up for you with the with the dislike button highlighted. Yeah, and that's it. so it's like, great, I've disliked the video, I've done my bit, except it doesn't matter anymore. And from I mean, what I can tell, no one asked for it. The dislike button has been, like, not linked to the algorithm's output for 
ever now well, anyway. Well, it, it is, but they count it just as a... In the same it, way as a like even, or a comment. It's just another it's just form interaction. of interaction. So that will, won't even change. So what's the problem? If your video gets dislike bombarded, the likelihood is it's still going to show up in the algorithm quite well because if it's getting loads and loads of dislikes, it's being interacted with a lot. So that's good in a roundabout way. It's because those poor multi-billion dollar companies that keep doing bad things feel bad that people realise uh, they're doing bad things. Yes, yes, and then... Kind of related to another topic a bit further down. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, so, Two topics a bit further down. Here, here, here we go, guys. So we've actually titled this one, as people will see, Downright Disappointing Time, because yeah, that's this what this one is. <laughs> this is pessimism distilled. Yeah. We're at roughly a Scotch whiskey <clears throat> level of distillery distillation here that's not even a word distillation <laughs> distillation <laughs> distillation yeah words with tom words with tom that's another podcast looking look out for it soon <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't really have much more to say about that just that it's a stupid decision and it makes no you sense know, whatsoever i feel it's been a long time coming and do you know why why because it's rewind time. Oh, of course! Yeah. They're not doing one this year, are they? Are they not? I, I swear I heard somewhere they're not doing one this year. Maybe. Because last year it got dislike bombed into hell, didn't it? Uh, I think it's currently sat at 19 million dislikes. Uh, Back when you could see the number. Uh, I can't see the Go number. Google-owned so. video streaming giant YouTube has discontinued its annual year-end rewind videos. YouTube Rewind. Oh, no. <clears throat> A terrible shame. Although, good news, Spotify Wrapped is coming up, and that's always fun. <laughs> yes, yeah. I I'm, do like Spotify I don't Wrapped. think I've ever done that myself, but if I do it this year, it'll just be, you listen to the Lo-Fi Girl. Lots and lots and lots, because I literally use Spotify in the car, and that is it. Oh, um... Yeah, actually, that reminds me of a very embarrassing fact about me. Oh. So in the summer, they did, or like back in the spring, like spring summer transition period this year, they did um, Spotify Superfans. <laughs> and it took like three artists that you were within a, a percentage of like fans of. Um, yeah, kind of embarrassing. I'm a top 30% Blackpink fan, and Blackpink <laughs> are a K pop group. <laughs> That that was just from that year of Tim's influence. How do you know what? I you you could see me there grinning. I knew exactly yeah. you were about to say it was some sort of Korean pop band. I just knew. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> to be fair though, pretty good. Don't mind a bit of Blackpink. Uh, to be honest, if they changed the stats now, I would probably be like top ten percent fan of Heather's soundtrack the musical but because that's what i've been listening to for the past two months i'd be interested to see what mine would be for lo-fi girl considering i literally use it in all car journeys it's listened to i was listening to it all the way to lime regis all those times when i went to somerset yeah. and back hours and hours and hours and hours of just listening to like lo-fi soundtracks there you go it's called today's top fan i'll have to have a look at that at some point but why don't we, uh, speaking of streaming services, a <clears throat> let's yep. move on to your... Uh... Sorry, I was just looking at it again, and first thing that came up was Blackpink, so I'm just, nope. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to my streaming services rant. I am Anger. So, obviously, bigger problem in uh, America than the UK, really, because as expensive as Sky and 
Virgin, whatever it's called now is. It used to be called TiVo, didn't it? Uh, I think so. It's. I don't think it's called that anymore. But like Virgin Television, as as expensive as they are, they're still nowhere near as bad as like Comcast or Verizon cable offerings in the United States. <clears throat> but obviously, as these services are seeing fewer and fewer people sign up, we're seeing more and more production companies switch to streaming. Um, this particular moment of anger has been brought about by the fact that Star Trek Discovery Season 4 was pulled from Netflix three days before the first episode of Season 4 was going to premiere. It was then announced that it would be released on Paramount+, Plus, which is only available in the United States until roughly the end of quarter one next year. However, of course, it will still be released on Paramount Plus in the United States at this time. So, how the hell am I supposed to avoid spoilers? You know? Well, I mean, good, we good all excuse to not use social media, I guess, for several months. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to cope with that. I, I need my daily dose of Reddit. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. But, you know. Mm. So, like, let's think about it. how many streaming services even are there now? Obviously, Netflix, the biggest and most famous at this point. Uh, yeah, you've got uh, Now Disney TV, Plus. Disney Plus. Now TV. now TV is Sky, interestingly. Yes, it is. That's their streaming offer as well. Uh, Apple TV. Go. You've got Apple TV. Apple TV, I will say, is actually pretty good value. Google TV? Has Google got their Google, own version? Um, it's Or is it just sort of intertwined with YouTube in one, a weird way? It's a strange one. Um, I don't think it's really launched properly in the UK yet. Um, I did look into it. I, the app was one at one time installed on my phone automatically, but then it's been uninstalled. I don't know. Oh, no. Google TV is a now discontinued smart TV operating system from Google. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's a newer thing. I'm assuming it must be like Chromecast related. Uh, Google TV, previously Google oh, yeah. Play, movies and TV. Yeah, see. so it is an app. I used to have like, I used to use Google Play movies to you know buy some movies. It was okay. I mean, they're now all available through my YouTube account anyway. They literally just merged to the YouTube. Yeah. Why they didn't do that in the first place, I genuinely have no idea. Would have just been more efficient, wouldn't it? Maybe it was something to do with the rights. They had to like change the rights over to the different platform, and yeah, probably. But yeah, so now we've got Paramount Plus launching. We've got America. They've got Peacock, which is I don't know the one that did um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> oh, you've also got um, Hulu HBO, over in HBO. Uh, Hulu, yeah. um, uh, HBO Max, I think it's called. Yeah, Their something like that. One. Oh god, there's like, just there's so many now. Uh, we're we're currently looking at paying more for all the streaming services than we would for a tradi traditional traditional uh, television package. Yeah, which is stupid, really, because the whole idea of moving to these streaming services was that you wouldn't have to rely on. But then the problem is, at first, the big corporations were like, "Yeah, we don't really want to fund all the infrastructure. Sure, you can pay us to have our shows on your platform." And now yeah, they've realised, now... oh. You make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh right. So we're just gonna pull those things from your a lot service. Of the big production companies are like, we can do this ourselves, or we can piggyback off of someone else's services. 
Uh, and yeah, so that's just an ongoing nightmare for me. Um, I will say, though, like some of the best for va value ones out there are... Um, Netflix, I think, is still decent. But yeah, we, are... we still have ours. I don't know if I want to keep it, though, because we don't really use it. <laughs> Netflix UK seems to be doing better than Netflix America. Yeah, I think the only Opinions... reason I'm keeping mine at the moment is for Stranger Things 4 and for Witcher Series series 2 at the moment. That's like the only other two things I really want to watch. Um, I'm keeping mine for the Umbrella Academy when that comes out quarter one or quarter two next year. Yeah. Sometime next year. Um, not for Star Trek Discovery anymore, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's a, probably some other inter interesting stuff, but it's like I've seen some movies that I watch on there semi-regularly. They've been removed now. Like yesterday, I went to watch Pitch Perfect 2, and it's not on there anymore. Oh. So I was sad. You know, just totally normal person Saturday afternoon activities watching Pitch Perfect 2. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Pitch Perfect movies apart from Rebel Wilson, and I just don't like her. So. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but Apple TV, I would say, is fantastic value for money, especially given how cheap it is. Yeah, and actually, yeah, I mean, not even cloud-related. Well, it is cloud-related, but streaming-related. But I recently yeah. upgraded my iCloud to the two-terabyte oh. package. That's only six ninety nine a month for two terabytes yeah. of data. Like, that's actually quite good um it's funny apple like they charge an arm and a leg for their devices but their services their services are, are actually quite cheap yeah and you actually get reasonably quite a lot for priced. It. yeah funny so thing I is only... i wouldn't even need to have an iphone or anything to use icloud i'm literally using yeah. it at the moment to store podcast episodes and stuff off of my hard drives in the cloud so it's at, it, at there and out the way so we have a backup i've got backups of everything you know it's like I only pay for Apple TV for like a couple months a year when they release a new season of For All Mankind. And it's only like a tenner for like the two months or 15 quid for the three months when it's out. And well, that's that's one one and a half, not even one and a half months of Netflix anymore because that's gone up in price. Yeah, what is Netflix? I think we pay nine ninety nine a month. Because I, I pay for the full, the full big kahuna package, whatever it's called. <laughs> it's like 13 quid. And my Spotify, I mean, I pay... Fifteen pounds a month. I pay. I, I we pay. I pay for the um the family the one. family plan. Yeah, that's what Jess's I pay for. Mum well. also uses it. So yeah, there's like me, Katie, Mum, and a separate account for the Google Homes as well, so they don't interrupt other music. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. So we pay sixteen ninety nine a month for Spotify at the moment. Yeah, that, that'll be what I pay. Which as is well, then. an ouch, really. I don't really like paying that much, but. I like not having ads. Um, yeah, and it's uh, cheaper to do it that way than have separate accounts each anyway. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Given that it's like yeah. a tenner a month for Spotify anyway, pretty much yeah. like eight quid a month. And we have four connected to mine, so that works out for me, definitely. I'm struggling to see where my Netflix payments are, though. I'm not seeing them on my... <laughs> Don't mention it's Netflix. <laughs> Just don't pay them. Easy. Either that or I'm paying it on my personal account rather than joint. That could be. Roger scamming himself here. Nope. Apparently I'm not paying uh, Netflix unless we stop. No. I can't have done. I. I. Uh. 
Anyway, Rob Burridge looks into his personal finances. (laughs) (laughs) One question that the apparent expansion of the number of um, streaming services... I've forgotten where my brain was going then. (laughs) Either way, will there be... Will this be a second age of internet piracy? Everyone knows, like, the early to mid-2000s was sort of the golden age of internet piracy. You know, like, LimeWire for music. Yeah. Oh, man. Is this... Are we going to see a huge resurgence? Good good old uh, Pirate Bay, I think, was a thing. I don't know if it still is a thing, but... I think it is. But because uh, they they did all loads of like offshore hosting, so it ended up being that like ISPs would actually just block the domain so that you mm. couldn't go to the Pirate Bay at all, regardless, because it was hosted in a country where they piracy couldn't be done for the piracy. Different. Yeah. So no one could do anything about it except block people's access to it. Yeah. Although I gotta say, if you try to do that now. Um, I feel like people would really, you know, take it like back then. People were just sort of like, "Oh no," but no, now I anyway. feel like people would really be like, "Oh, <laughs> what are you doing?" Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. Maybe we'll discuss it in the future. Maybe yeah, not. Who could, knows? Yeah, that could be a fun. Depends one. if we remember this when script writing in the future. Probably not. But um, yeah, I think that's about it for my rant. Um, you know. I think Spotify is Spotify is unrivaled in terms of uh, music streaming. Obviously, there's other services like Pandora. Um, Pandora I, is Pandora the one that does like flak level audio. Yeah, if you want high quality audio, you don't go with Spotify. But that's only if you're listening with like HD six hundreds or something insane. I mean, Spotify does not pay artists extremely well. I mean, it's barely noticeable if you're someone like Adele, but if you're a smaller artist, it's probably very noticeable. Isn't it something like 10 cents for every 10,000 plays or something? Something ridiculous like that? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's been a long time since I looked at the statistics, but I did take a look at them like a couple years ago, I think, and they weren't great. But I mean, if you're getting billions of listens, that's uh, not really worrying. It's just if you're a smaller creator. But anyway, I think it's about time we stop. Uh, I stop ranting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, time for another Orange, one. This is this is your rant. Time for another one. Wow! I'll take yeah. a breather. Get ready for my next round. <laughs> <laughs> this is just anger. This is, this is just if it's the like, if the industry could just stop doing shitty things. Yeah, if we could all play nice, please. No fighting in the sand pit. For example, could you stop harassing your own employees, please? Activision and you, Ubisoft. Don't think I've forgotten about you either. Like. Yeah, Everyone else seems to have forgotten about Ubisoft doing bad things with their employees, but I haven't. I never forget because I don't like the French. <laughs> Different topic. Uh... <laughs> Ubis- EA is only the worst video game company in North America because Ubisoft's in France. Yeah. Well, Activision Blizzard might be about to take <laughs> that crowd across <laughs> the world. 
They're about to knock EA uh, off. It off has them. recently emerged in the news that Activision Blizzard's CEO, Bobby Kotick, is probably a bad person. Notice how I say probably because all of this is alleged at the moment and I don't feel like being we sued like by a, a gigantic, horrific, very rich man. Uh, evidence would suggest. Evidence would suggest he's probably an know. asshole. Shock horror. One of the many rich people who appeared in Jeffrey Epstein's Black Book, no less. Um, it is alleged that Bobby Kotick threatened to have a woman killed after settling out of court on that particular case back in 2018. It has now been revealed he never told the board of Activision Blizzard about it. And now claims to have not known about the many goings, many of the goings on in the recent, in regards to the recent allegations of higher ups sexually assaulting and whatnot employees another employee walkout has happened uh which is not even the first in like the last six months uh there are now many calls for him to resign and one i've just found today is jp morgan has downgraded activision blizzard Yikes. <laughs> that's quite big that... jp morgan are not a small bank yeah, they have downgraded Activision Blizzard from overweight to normal or neutral, something like that. I don't understand the terminology, but either way, it's a bit was newsworthy and bad for them. Um, yeah, like Bobby Kotick is a well-known figure because he's the highest-paid CEO, I believe, in America. Um, oh, I have his email address here. Uh, right, so I have a Freedom of Information uh, request copy of the contents of Jeffrey Epstein's Black Book. Oh, of course, yes. On one of my hard drives. So, yeah. yeah, I just found his details in it. Yeah. Well, I can verify. So, so yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really know what to say about him or the company, to be honest. It's I... just awful thing is it's like as we were writing this script i'd see burridge was adding this and then literally like not even 12 hours later i get a bbc news notification about activision blizzard being angrier at him again and it's like the thing genuinely. is though the thing is though right activision blizzard the board have come out and been like bobby kotick is like a you know blah 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 this is all false blah 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 and it's like is it? Or are you just trying to save your stocks while you sell it off later? No, that's probably... Let's have a look, shall we? Their stocks at the moment are around $62, I believe. Are they? Yes. Let's, I was just going to go look at um, one of my trading apps. <laughs> have a look. I don't have any Activision Blizzard stocks. $62.38 so. at the moment. Uh, it is down 0.46... Yeah, down 0.46 yeah, today, but... So that it's gone back up a little bit by the looks of it and sort of down again. But it is really fluctuating around that low 60 mark now, considering at their highest, they were around $100 a share. Uh, yeah, peak was 103.81. Yeah. So, you know, they're not... <laughs> it is, it's interesting. If you look at their stock trading graph, you can see exactly where things went started going downhill. You can see the it's... moment the leaks. Well, not even the leaks. You can see the moment the um, um, the what do you call it happened, the moment the uh, lawsuit happened. 
you can see it because the moment the lawsuit happened, it just went. Bleh. Yeah, let's see. Twenty eighth of September, twenty eighteen. What did Activision Blizzard do wrong then? Because it plummeted by like fifty percent at that point. Yeah. Was that around the time they said, "Do you people not have phones?" <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. Uh, who remembers that dark? Old? So. Okay, so Bobby Kotick, interesting enough, he became the CEO of Activision in 1991. So this is long before their merger in 2008. Mm. Uh, after purchasing a company stake the previous year. So he's been the CEO basically since 1991. And he is, the, he is down as the founder of Activision Blizzard. Can you really say that, though, when your company was born out of a merger? Well, I mean, I guess so. Technically, yes, but he more orchestrated the collision of two companies yep. to form and a technically new one. Yeah. But realistically, it's it's two companies sharing a parent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently he's known about all of the... Uh... He's known all about the... Uh, what do we call it? For years, all the sexual harassment cases and that they've mm -hmm. known about all those for years. Uh, interesting enough, he hasn't tweeted anything since June, which I believe was roughly the time things started kicking off. Probably for the best. So he hasn't been on. He hasn't really been on Twitter. He hasn't liked anything since 2020. Yeah, he's not very active on Twitter. I but... think it's it's a real problem in the industry, though. Yeah. It's like, as much as I, uh, well, I don't hate to say it, it's a matter of fact. As much as, like, I hate for it to even be a thing, I think even nowadays, things like video game development and just the IT world in general is still very much a boys' club. Which is sad. It I shouldn't mean, you look be. at enrollment on my course, there's. Oh, like, yeah. Well, yeah, in I terms was on of it. People that, that turn up to lectures, we've got about five girls in my lecture theatre versus like 40, 50 boys and it's like, you look at the names online, I mean, names you can't really judge gender from accurately No, all the time, but it's still like, there's only like out of 170 students, there's like 20 girls maybe 25 it's a really low representation Yeah, I, I will always fight for people to get into the industry no matter what so, yeah, it's. <clears throat> I don't like you, Bobby. You I don't like you, Bobby. Person. You make loads of money. You. He's also, by the way, a board member of the Coca-Cola Company. Mm. He is Brilliant. mega rich. He. The funny thing is, on his wiki, literally, um, it talks about his. Um, I can't pronounce the word, but basically being charitable. Philanthropy? Philanthropy. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, he's like, oh, you know, they partnered with The Who in, you know, the World Health Organization on stuff no, for not COVID. The not the band. <laughs> um, uh, Kotick pledged to donate $1 million and match an additional $1 million in Activision Blizzard employee donations to support the... Uh, the UNCF uh, Nations Charitable Foundation. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, United Fund. Ah. 
Yeah, uh, and the Equal Justice Initiative, um, and a load of other stuff. And then he's also done the Call of Duty Endowment thing. But, like, the amount of money he himself has well, <laughs> and yeah, continues like... to make, he was compensated... Uh, so, Kotick's total compensation at Activision Blizzard in 2019 fell to 30.1 million, down, only. down only, down from his 2018 package of 31 million. Um, he's I'm the sorry, Mr. Philanthropy. Yeah, he is the 21st most highly compensated CEO in the United States that year. Uh, he also earned 319 times more than the average Activision Blizzard employee salary of $97,000. This is all off of Wikipedia, by the way, so take it with a relative grain of salt. Uh, what happened? Uh, though media report the bonus of $200 million, the company itself says that the size of the bonus has not yet been determined. I'm not quite sure what that's in talking about because that's not actually telling me a year. But either way, he makes a lot of money. <laughs> yes. That's like you always see people like donating. Oh, yeah, I'm going to donate a few million to this when they're multi-billionaires. And it's like, okay, that's like me donating 10 pence to charity. Yeah. In terms of relative wealth. Yeah. In fact, if they could donate money, money to me, I won't accept it from Bobby. Go away, you terrible person. Yeah, I don't want your. Yeah, no, definitely not. I don't. I don't. Naughty, naughty. I don't. I don't like you. You're making the game industry worse, and you know it. Yeah. Like he, he's not been quite good. It's a great place anyway at the moment. Yeah, because of people like Bobby exist, yeah. along with the heads of Ubisoft. By the way, I haven't forgotten you, and I won't forget you. Ubisoft, you suck. Okay. You dealt with the. The. The accusations and all that sort of stuff around sexual harassment of your female co-workers horribly to the point where everyone seems to have forgotten and it's just bad you should never forget it you should always hand call them to account because i mean look at activision blizzard they're really losing out at the moment because everyone is hammering them but what about ubisoft people have just completely forgotten that ubisoft have done the same sort of thing and still do that's the problem. The public's memory is very... What were we talking about? Huh? What? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The public's memory is terrifyingly short for companies doing things. like that. Things. Yes. It oh, just... And, and politicians, but that's a whole different story. I feel like we need a Burge and Tom talk politics with guest Kieran at some point. Yes, that could be fun. That's that should be a bonus episode. That needs to happen because... I know well, for we'll a fact. As a bonus, then we can just literally just have the overarching politics, and then we get banned from every platform. Absolutely, <laughs> because recent political events have been very interesting. Um, we'll have a nice variety of opinions. Yes, because we all know Burridge is a secret fascist. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, but oh, yeah, no. I think I'm done ranting about okay. games industry in general. We need a games industry episode as well. I feel. On to the next terrible topic. Oh, more games industry, technically. Uh, well, streaming. Games industry adjacent, I would say. So, everyone has heard of... Uh, we didn't well, We didn't write a topic line for this one because it was a mini topic until it grew out. <laughs> it grew to be bigger than some of the main topics. So. It did. Oh, 
Streamlabs, you naughty, naughty boys and or girls and or non-binary people. People. Just people. You naughty, You're naughty people. people. How could you? So, the backstory behind this. Um, I think it was a it was a Twitter post. Yes. By OBS or OBS responded to someone else because no, I think it was originally the there was a company that looked at a page on Streamlabs's website and it was basically a carbon copy of theirs for a not dissimilar product, not like a full streaming thing, but it was like something else to do with streaming. And I, I've just I've just found the tweet if you just want me it. to yeah so yeah go for it. This is a tweet from a user at stuv2. Um, the team at Streamlabs should be ashamed. Not satisfied to ride OBS projects hard work. Now to copy ours down to the layout and every word on our marketing site and our UX in this product. Uh, so basically, this person is a uh, a developer or someone at Lightstream. Lightstream. Yeah. Uh, and basically, Streamlabs had copied Lightstream's website. OBS, the original OBS, then tweeted out that. And I think this is the first time they've tweeted out publicly about this. This has not been known until Lightstream came out and was like, what are you doing? OBS, the original OBS project, said, Near the launch of Slobs, Streamlabs reached out to us about using the OBS name. We kindly asked them not to. They did so anyway and followed up by filing a trademark. We've tried to sort this out in private and they have been uncooperative at every turn. We're often faced with confused users and even companies who do not understand the difference between the two apps. Support volunteers are sometimes met with angry users demanding refunds. We've had no intentions with several companies. Uh, sorry, we've had interactions with several companies who did not realize our apps were separate. Legally, they have obeyed the terms of the GPL. That's the licensing of the yeah. code. Uh, but they have repeatedly disregarded the spirit of open source and of giving back. Despite these actions by Streamlabs, the OBS project will continue to provide free, open software and tools for everybody. We will continue to support our users and community and our amazing developers for their hard work. Yeah. So, what we see happening here is Streamlabs not only having... Technically, they've not broken any laws with what they did to OBS. It's all within the licensing of, of the open source software. You have a few licenses you can choose to use when you make something open source um but different levels of freedom basically yeah, on what basically you can and can't do because the people over at obs are fantastic people they have basically made it so that you can fork it and then develop it however you want in streamlabs's case they chose to make a commercial product from the open source code which is perfectly fine under the licensing terms what they did wrong though was taking obs's name they asked permission for it but when they were told please don't they went ahead and did it anyway so what was the point of asking permission there and filing a trademark i'm guessing they filed a trademark for streamlabs obs not just obs itself yeah i imagine they wouldn't be able to stupid if they tried to do that that had been thrown straight out of court but this all came to light because Streamlabs then proceeded to steal that other company's content. It is 
the worst part is right so obviously streamlabs obs is a logitech product now purchased in 2019 by the logitech corporation obviously the whole streamlabs obs thing happened before logitech purchased that company but it is the fact that even though they are owned and operated by logitech who up until now i have had complete faith in as a company um they still continue the practice of stealing other people's work well i mean technically they didn't steal obs's work but they have literally stolen someone else's entire web page and reworded it slightly to fit their products it's the I mean, sure. can i copy your homework sure if you don't yeah. make if you make it look a little different if it was just a placeholder page it wouldn't be so bad but the fact is it's a final product page that has lifted everything down to customer testimonials and all they've done is change the name of the customer it's the exact same wording like things like this are the reason why some dictionaries have made up words in them it was a test to see if someone had copied your work or why some maps have completely made up streets like google maps and bing maps and apple maps they'll all have various made up streets and cities that interestingly the gps will avoid if you're using it because they don't actually exist they're there to catch people out for just copying the product because technically they're all copyrighted works that actually originated with the ordnance survey i think I'm basing this off of a video I watched like in 2016. <laughs> but I guess like it used to be like they'd use a, a church symbol where there wasn't one on an ordnance survey map. And that's how you knew your map had been copied because it would have that there when it doesn't physically exist. So I'm very disappointed in Logitech that they have let this happen. And now obviously they're going full PR backpedaling. They they have announced they've released a public apology and renamed the Streamlabs OBS project to Streamlabs Desktop. But you know clearly they didn't care about the wishes of the OBS team until they received public backlash for it. And got and called now out. They're, now they're looking at losing paying customers. Now they care. They only care so long as it affects their bottom line. I mean, that's a problem with pretty much any company. I mean, they even went as far as to give us the nice black background with white text on it, you know. Yeah. We are taking immediate action to remove OBS from our name. It's not really immediate. You could have done that from the very beginning by not doing it. Yeah, literally. You were asked not to, and yet you did. You're only upset because now you've been called out about it, and it might affect your how much money you're making. So... So the GNU... In my opinion, it's, it's a non-apology. It is. And the GNU license that OBS is under, it allows for commercial use, modification, distribution, and private use. It allows yes. for all of that. So the code didn't even have to be... Well, yeah, you have to disclose... So the conditions are of this. You get to do all that as long as you disclose the source. Um, you state any changes. It's the same license... And the license and copyright notice stays in any original works that you forked. And yeah. Streamlabs had done that. And I believe in their readme, they also had built upon the OBS. So they had all that in there. The problem here 
wasn't that they weren't abiding by the license because they were. The problem is that they used the OBS, Open Broadcaster Software, or Open Broadcaster as part of the name of their product, which yeah. then caused confusion. And as another note here, I'm on the Stream Elements Twitter now. Here we go. As they yeah, wasn't that what they used to be called, Stream Elements. Well, Stream Elements is its own thing. Stream Elements is its own thing, and they have their own plugin for OBS called OBS Dot Live. Oh, uh, Twitch alerts—that's who they used to be. Right. Okay. So, to highlight that our OBS Dot Live is a plugin, we are collaborating with the OBS team to update the name. So Stream Elements are now also doing it. But again, they wouldn't have done it if this didn't come out. No, yeah, it's literally, you can see who exactly is doing some questionable things in, in the space by exactly how they're reacting to this verb, this virtual beatdown that Streamlabs received. And OBS has uh, tweeted as well after the fact. This week's outpouring of support has been incredible. The team is incredibly humbled. Thank you. Streamlabs has reached out. Funny that. They've reached out. Mm. Now they've been caught and people mm. are upset. And we're working closely with them to ensure a positive direction forward for each of us. <clears throat> OBS then tweeted a, uh, re uh, a quote retweet. We also want to extend a thank you to Stream Elements for contacting us and letting us know they will be renaming their plugin in the coming weeks to clarify the distinction. We greatly appreciate their support. This never had to happen. No, it didn't. If you just all, behaved in the first place. All, the, all this is done, really. All this is done. Those other two like streaming things, all that's really... And I mean, people don't seem angry at stream elements, but I mean, I don't know whether they had permission or asked permission to use the name. or uh, I, I don't know the situation with stream elements. Uh, stream Labs was the big problem. And yeah, I, I, I think Stream Labs is exponentially more well-known than stream elements i mean obviously i've heard of stream elements but i didn't even i didn't know they had their own soft obs based software so yeah well it's a plugin i think so it downloads uh, the normal obs then in, and adds all their pluggedy things to it uh, right okay um so but i mean i guess in some ways this is good for obs itself obs yeah. itself has got a lot of good um support and publicity over the last couple of week uh, last couple of days because of this and i feel like they're handling it quite professionally really for an open source team pretty well uh so good on you guys for obs and uh this podcast is actually recorded using obs i should say um yes not sponsored or anything like that but uh it's just it's a non-profit it's just it's well, just so it's, a, it, it's a good piece of software it works it's really good it's very powerful it lets me do a lot of things and it's got immense capability for plugins yeah so, like I've, there's some good ones that i've found on reddit that i need to go and refine so i can upgrade my obs yes anger noises yes anger. very very angry. On a slightly less angry, but still slightly disappointing topic, Burridge. Yeah. Well, not I don't know. I'm, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty annoyed, to be fair. Um, yeah, but you're not downright incensed. Well, no, because I've like, not. I've. <laughs> that's because I've not bought it. Um, <laughs> so Rockstar released what 
I knew would be, but in my little heart, hoped would be a good, faithful remaster. However, I know deep down that Rockstar are shite as a company these days. Um, I'm going to mark this episode as explicit, by the way. Yeah. It's one of those episodes. Um, Angry episodes. This happens every now and then. And they re- they released the Grand Theft Auto... Well, the GTA 3 trilogy, uh, basically. So GTA 3 trilogy is Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. The three games that were on the GTA 3 engine. Each game improved slightly over the other, of course. Now, <laughs> some of the screenshots are horrifying. Bugs that existed in the original copies of the game persist. People found the original files for the games, including the hot coffee stuff. Again. <laughs> like, you got rid of it all those years ago. And yet now it's still here in these remasters. Strange, that. How? <laughs> How? Hey, I've just sent you a, a Reddit link for some of the absolute Oh, yeah, no, I've it's, seen that. Yeah. So, it is stupid. <laughs> excuse me, um... <clears throat> The GTA 3 Definitive Edition, if you will your card, they're saying in the GTA 3 Definitive Edition, that bug is in the original 2001 release. As well. <laughs> People no, are already finding mad. it now. It's just in the game still. They've just not fixed it. So basically, if you don't know what the wiggly car bug making your car bigger thing is, it's a glitch with the um, uh, collision of the vehicle. And it's a very specific bug, and you have to do very specific things for it to work. So you have to go to, like, the... You have to have a passenger for it to work as well. It's so stupidly specific. You you have to have a passenger, so it's easy to use, like, the one of the early missions where you've got to drive Misty around, I think. You then have to go to, like, the car scrapyard and let the car be hooked on and, like, slowly rise up. And then you've got... But you've got to park it in such a way that it, you can't get out the car easily enough. And then if you jump out the car, it drops back down, and it's so stupidly specific. I don't know all the details off the top of my head, but basically, if you go through these loads and loads of steps, you can then make you can then wiggle the car, and it just starts growing and growing and growing and growing until it just becomes unusable, and you fall through the map. But if you fall through the map, not in water, you don't drown, and then you just respawn with the car back to normal. It's such a weird, specific glitch. Um. <laughs> that is still in the game that is still in the remastered version along with all the other glitches that were in the original versions they've not patched any glitches basically well GTA done, you ding dongs but it wasn't rockstar themselves that developed it mm. they well, have they're... a subset company they have a sub company called grove street Grain games very oh, apt yeah. name very you know very fun little name for like a little mm. mini studio within a studio who also did the mobile remaster of like gta san andreas basically as far as i'm told i've not played it but as far as i'm told that game's actually fine it runs okay it's like got a few better textures but nothing outstanding they didn't do much with it now they have this where they've added like well they've basically just added emb mods (laughs) is basically what they've done um but they've not fixed anything. And it's just yeah. so annoying to me because if Rockstar just p- 
put a little bit more time and effort into it. These remasters, or even remakes, you could have remade them, and you would have made so much money. People want that. People want GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas like remastered in the more modern graphical systems yeah. and stuff. People want that. People would buy that. I would play that. San Andreas in particular. San Andreas holds a very special place in my heart. I've been playing it since it came out. I've been playing the multiplayer of it since like 2007. You know, long time. The multiplayer, by the way, is a mod. I'm not talking about the multiplayer in the single player game itself where you yeah. ran to the thing. But although that was fun too. I enjoyed playing that. <clears throat> so I, I've been around those games for a very, very, very... I grew up with them, basically. I mean, yeah, okay, my love is Final Fantasy, as you know, but GTA yeah. is also there. The GTA 3 trilogy is also just, like, a subset of games that I just adore, and I still play to this day. I'm actually replaying the original of San Andreas now. Not this second, but now. I normally play it, like, once or twice a year. Always have done. Always play it once or twice a year. Um... I have a few copies of the game, actually. I use my original 1.0 version, which is my DVD version. I don't know where the DVD is, but I still have my ISO. But I have my DVD somewhere. <laughs> it could be anywhere, but I oh have somewhere. Um, and I use that for playing the multiplayer mod, because it requires the 1.0 version of the game. Yeah. Um, and then I have my Steam version, which I've modded to improve like frame rate, better graphics, all that sort of stuff. Which I use, but not better graphics in a way where it looks realistic. It keeps the actual look and feel of the game and the aesthetic of the game and just makes it look that n a little bit nicer. Yeah. And it's great. It looks better than the remastered version, to be honest. Yeah. And it plays bad. better. It plays better. It runs better. My hard, I mean, I've played the remastered GTA a little bit using the Microsoft Cloud service on Game Pass Ultimate. Because. GTA San Andreas, the remastered edition, is on Game Pass Ultimate for cloud streaming. So I'm yeah. playing the Xbox version of the game. Vice City and 3 aren't, which is weird. But either way, I've played San Andreas on it. And apart from the input lag and picture quality from Game Pass Ultimate itself being a streaming thing... It just didn't look that good still, and it felt weird, and it... it <laughs> I mean, I know it would have ran better on my native system, but yeah, it felt easier than the original as well. The AI seemed a bit more brain dead than normal. The rain was awful. Uh, having a full view of the map as well, no fog. It just breaks the illusion of the size of the map because GTA San Andreas feels big. It's not. It's tiny, but it feels big because the fog hides all of that extra stuff. And to be fair, it's quite realistic to los angeles and that anyway smog and all that not having the fog just really takes away from it in a way because the world is tiny you can see the edges of the actual game world itself in the remaster yeah it just ugh, they could have done so much better with it They've actually got to the point where they've turned around and they've said they're re-putting up the original versions on the Rockstar Store because they took down the original versions from sale. Yeah. The only reason they I'm able to play the originals because I own... Yeah. The only reason I'm able to play the originals is because I own them <laughs> still. <coughs> but 
yeah, and apparently anyone who has the remastered editions on the Rockstar Store will get the originals for free on there. Oh, okay. So you'll be able to play an actual good version, although you may want to mod them a little bit because frame rate wise <laughs> and things like that, they may not work as well yeah. on the modern systems, but you can still make them look better. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's my rant about Rockstar, I guess, and <laughs> the GTA trilogy. Just I the think... memes are funny. But yeah, the yeah, the meme's good. Not gonna lie. I think that's that brings us to the end of the negativity for today. Yes. Yay. Yay. Now we go to our mini topics where we're we're a little more happy. (laughs) Now it's happier times. So on a less miserable note. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Amazon Prime are going to be producing uh, the Fallout TV series. Obviously, this was announced last year. I only found about it recently. But I thought, you know, it'd be interesting to talk about because we have just had even just a tiny bit of an update about it. Um, so, about a week ago, Todd Howard himself. The Todd Howard. The Todd Howard. The Skyrim Porter. Um, did a Reddit AMA. Um, I didn't ask him where he's going to port Skyrim next. Surprisingly, that wasn't even one of the top comments. So I'm very disappointed in Reddit right now. But, <laughs> you know, we're better than this community. We need to ask him when Smart Fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he has confirmed that the uh, Fallout television series deal with one of the studios under the umbrella of Amazon TV is still um, producing. I think they're at the writing stage now actually for it so in 2020 that's a very strange way to say that last year it was announced that they'd found a studio so what we know so far is that bethesda's team has written out like the world information and some rough ideas but they're going to let the television studio do all the writing themselves because in the words of todd howard or one of their spokespeople they know what they're doing when it comes to writing a TV show. While you can take a similar narrative style between a video game and a TV show, there is a very, very big difference between screenwriting for either. Well, I mean, look at the Witcher series and the Witcher games. Both are fantastic productions in their own right, and the writing in both are great, but they're different. Well, it's, it's like with any medium, when you transfer it between mediums it's although like... i guess sorry i i guess though the witcher was originally a book so they've yeah. transcribed it from a book to a game and then from a game to a series exactly well it's like um snowpiercer they translate they transcribed it from a french comic into a movie into a tv series each one different each one good in their own way it's you can't i mean sure you can get some you can get people who can write for both movies and tvs and video games but the writing style between each, while having the same fundamental knowledge, is going to be different. But um, Yeah, because different anyway, pacing and all sorts. It's... Yeah. It's like, you can write a two-hour movie script, but a TV series is going to be like ten hours easy of content. Probably yeah. a hell of a lot longer. Yeah. Um, but according to sources, um, Todd Howard has actually been looking at making a Fallout screen the screenplay based version so the tv or movie 
um, since Bethesda acquired the rights to Fallout, pretty much. And he finally found a company that he feels happy with. To be honest, I think some of Amazon's TV studios are pretty good. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you know, I might not like Amazon as a company. They're doing some pretty bad things. I'm definitely not a fan of Jeff Bezos. Oh, no, God, no. I mean, I'm not a fan of Elon Musk, but at least his rockets go all the way to space. <laughs> they don't just go and tickle the edge of the atmosphere. But, you know, Amazon, Netflix, Apple now even, they're all, they're all working with fantastic production houses for making their own in-house uh, movies, TV. I mean, even their sort of more documentary-style things. Like, I will admit, Jeremy Clarkson, he's a bit of an idiot, but Clarkson's farm is just good to watch. It's good to watch, and I don't get all the hatred against him. He's actually doing good for farming, isn't he? He's, he's doing good for farming, yeah. It's he's like... He's bringing genuine... And the it's farm the, shop. It's local produce. What's... Yeah, the... The, the, the surprising thing about Jeremy Clarkson is he... He's very he's well educated. He sure in public he has some stupid opinions. But it's but he's like, well educated and actually as much as he jokes around, I he, think he does slightly care. Well. He plays a fool very well. And I think he does care about the environment because I, I expect he fully does, but it he knows that he can generate more press yeah. by acting like a moron. Yeah. Which he does very well. But Honestly, if this... I mean, I expect it will come to fruition, especially now that Bethesda have got the money of Microsoft behind them. Oh, God, yeah. Um, this could be a very interesting TV series. And it does also open up... Um, if this goes well, we could potentially see something like a Halo G TV give, series. G give me an Elder Scrolls TV series. <laughs> True. That could be very good, especially after the success of The Witcher, because they're yeah. not dissimilar genres. No, not really. No, they're very fantasy. Like I know which which is more European fantasy, but either yeah. way, it's still. Yeah, but then if you, like, you look at Netflix's Shadow and Bone, I'd say that's relatively similar to Skyrim in terms of like magic, medieval. I've not actually watched that. Is it good? Should I? It's fantastic. Okay. Um, Katie loves the book series. Uh, I'm kind of biased because one of the guys is very hot, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of the guys are very hot most of everything everyone in that show is very hot but you know it's a good watch um, it's based on a book series by Lee Bardugo um, it's like Katie's favourite book series but she's made me watch it like two times now and I will admit it is very good okay well I'm going to add that to my watch list then yeah. what's it called? <laughs> uh, Shadow and Bone Shadow and Bone I'm going to make that a yes. watch list thing cute um, yeah, yeah like magical fantasy Oh Not yeah, I can so see. I like can see from the uh, yeah from the poster alone. Is. Yeah, it's very, it's very good. But um, yeah. So uh, I think that's about it for the Fallout TV series. Other than it could do some very interesting things for the future I, of I, video game based uh, other media. I hope it's as glitchy as the game. <laughs> <laughs> Walk through a cave wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when they when they finish the dungeon crawl in the Fallout TV series. I hope they just have a shortcut back to the entrance. I'm not with a loading screen. Just goes over a loading screen. <laughs> oh, you're finally awake. As long as someone brings up how the how all the elevators still work, despite yeah. the fact that it's like a few hundred years post apocalypse. Cool. Another happy topic. 
is the Animal Crossing 2.0 update. It's been great fun. It's been very wholesome. Me and Jess have been playing it daily uh, together. She sat there nodding at me. Um, yeah, I've been playing it daily where I can. Uh, I've even been doing the turnips thing, and I made a profit last week, and I was so happy. I had to go to Jess's shop to make the profit. I was just doing some trading on the, on the stock market. <laughs> Apps on the turnip market. Um, I, were, I was recording some for the YouTube, actually. Um, I've not released them yet. I don't know if they will release by the time this video comes, the, the time the, this the podcast you, comes out, but... The way you say that. I'm recording some for the YouTube. Yes. Like what my name calls the internet. <laughs> I'm recording some for the Google. The Google. <laughs> for the Nintendo. Um. Yes. Are you playing on the Nintendo again, son? <laughs> it's a PlayStation. Nah. Um... They've added a cafe to the museum now, Brewster, who is an NPC who was in the games before, but I've never played any yeah. of the other Animal Crossing, so I don't know. It's all new to me. The roost. I only know that from a, a meme YouTube video. So. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. But it's great. It's great. No fun. Me and Jess went to my cafe the other day, and uh, he actually interacts with both of you. And he's like, oh, do you guys want to go get a table? I'll bring the coffee to you. So then me and Jess had a little coffee date at my, at my Brewster's Cafe. It was great. Does he serve um, dairy-free coffee? <laughs> so uh, I well, I saw a meme about pigeon milk. Oh, God. Apparently, he offers the guy pigeon milk. And then when he gets the cup, he, like, gets the cup from, you know, down there. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it's, I'll send you the TikTok. It's great. I'm traumatized now. Uh, I will send you the TikTok, but you can watch after. But it's... Yeah. Uh, it's it's so funny. Um, I had my own little interaction actually in Animal Crossing 2.0 where my character went into like, because one of my rooms I've made my, my bathroom and my character sat on the toilet and they've introduced that villagers can now knock on your door and enter your house. Yeah. Uh, and as my character sat on the loo, my, one of my villagers, Dom, was like, hey, I'm here, let me in. It like enters my house. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to have a stop. No. <laughs> it's yeah i, I don't it, it's just been fun and wholesome and i've enjoyed it. i've been moving all my villagers around and oh, it's it's been great i'll have to plug my switch in and actually charge it and update it yeah no come play with us it's great um i might do might come join you uh have you got uh do you remember what your fruit was on your island what your native fruit was peaches Oh, great. I can sell all my cherries on your island then. So can Jess, because we, we're you both gave, cherries. You gave, me, you gave me one of each fruit, so I've got, like, all the trees. Yeah, now. exactly. That's Yeah, yeah. we'll do that. Absolutely. That'd be great yeah, fun. Awesome. Um, it's the last major update for the game, though, sadly. Oh, uh, they, I think they are going the DLC route, but the first DLC is already out, but I'm not going to bother with it yet until I've, like, done all the stuff I want to do on my island, because... Yeah. The DLC looks like it's very much the same sort of thing, except you go to this other island and then you, like, build up interiors for people based on what they want. And then you do, like, oh, little house tours designer. with them. Yeah, it's a little interior designer game. It, it looks cute, but... <laughs> Sorry, my brain just went to they made MTV Cribs in Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's basically what it's MTV Cribs in Animal Crossing. That's exactly what it okay, is. Good. <laughs> and it looks cute and fantastic, and I look forward to playing that too. But I want to sort my island out first because I've got yeah. so much to sort out. And finally, we could go to a much-loved uh, uh, topic, which We're Jess was calling section. for. <laughs> Jess was, was calling just... for the uh, what has Tom bought this week. What have I bought this week? What have you bought this week? week? I okay. bought it this summer, but, you know, it's more of like 
what nonsense have I bought that I'm showcasing this time? Yeah. So, uh, Actually, I thought if we do a bonus episode just to talk about Apple itself, I could try and get Discord working on this and record it from it. Oh, yeah. Even though the fact that th this is so old that I can't install the Discord app. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get a old copy of Firefox that's compatible with the operating system to run Discord web. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you that can't see because we're not recording for video, I am currently holding in my hands a MacBook Air A1237, the very first MacBook Air. Released in January 2008, this bad boy has a whole two gigabytes of DDR2 soldered to the mainboard because Apple started off doing that, those rude sods. It features a Intel Core 2 Duo P7700 clocked at a whopping 1.8 gigahertz. That's actually 0.2 gigahertz above the base model. This was the custom model that was more expensive. Yeah, because it has an SSD in it. <laughs> this has a 64 gig 1.8 inch SSD, which I think is roughly the same size as the hard drive in an iPod Classic. Ooh, that would be an interesting project. I do have a spare drive for an iPod Classic. So I think it's a different interface, though, which is really annoying. Oh, can you imagine having an SSD iPod? <laughs> uh, you can, actually. So quick. We should talk about that in the next episode. I'll, okay. I'll cover that. Okay, yeah. I'll cover that, because I, it was something I was considering for my iPod, which I don't know where it is. Imagine how fast it loads the tracks. It's just... <laughs> well, that, that's part of the charm of mine. I've literally bought it because of the fact it contains a tiny spinning hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so cute. I could get a mini as well because they're even smaller mechanical hard drives, but So cute! <laughs> yeah, literally, they're they're adorable. Um I've got some spare drives out of iPod minis at home at home. Um so I'll I'll have to dig one out. But yeah, in terms of spec, whole sixty-four gigs of SSD space. At least ten percent of that is taken up by Mac OS itself. Um, it has one whole USB 2.0 port, one three and a half millimeter jack. So props to Apple; they didn't remove it yet. <laughs> Actually, they've never removed it from the MacBook. So, no. and it's got one micro DVI, which wasn't even a thing I knew about until I got one. Until I got this micro thing. DVI. Yeah, it's wacky. <laughs> <laughs> so why did I buy an Apple device? Well, obviously, last year, um, most of you won't know. Uh, in fact, I expect all of you won't know because I don't really talk about it. I went down a bit of a rabbit hole where I purchased iPods and repaired them, mainly just for personal use. Um, my first, I used to have iPods. Uh, my first iPod was a iPod Nano fourth generation the one that had the click wheel problem um they're really annoying then i got an ipod touch and that was it in terms of ipods for me for a while until last year after um i think it was one of dank pods the youtubers videos got very popular i thought you know what i'm going to give a go at refurbishing an ipod because i love a good hands-on technical project 
anything that involves taking a PCB out or something, I will do it happily. So I picked up a iPod, put a new hard drive in it, and it works. Beautiful. They're now really expensive to get hold of. Like proper iPod classics. Any of like the, the lineup that were originally just called iPods before they added the mini nano souffle touch. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, you know, this is about the same age as my iPod. So this would be great to talk to any of the older iPods using, you know, old AF Mac OS. It's currently running Mac OS Mountain Lion. Oh, yeah, okay. Or no, is it Snow? Might be Snow Leopard, actually. Back when they were called Big Cats and Not Places, <laughs> not Hills in America. Technically mountains, but what's a mountain if not a very big hill? But um, back when I was home for the summer away from university, I was just checking out Gumtree because I thought, you know, if I can get my hands on a Mac Mini and strap it to the back of one of these monitors, I could just have a sort of BTEC Mac set up here. And I found this listed just as an Apple Mac. No model number. It just said that it had an SSD in it. That's pretty much all it said. And I was like, well, SSDs are relatively new technology. So I'll take a gap. It was only £35. So I was just like, yeah, do you know what? Sod it. Drove to the next town over to pick it up. Bloke bought it new. He bought the SSD because they travel better than hard drives, obviously. You drop it, it's less likely to shatter itself into 10 trillion and fall pieces. Um, he paid something like two and a half grand for this oh. new. Obviously, first of its kind and God, the upgraded what's model. What's the inflation on that, though? Oh, probably a bit. Well, that would have been 2008. So... Bearing in mind that nowadays Jay-Z has 144.96 problems because of inflation. <laughs> Wait, how much did you say he paid in 2008? About 2.3 two, to 2.5 grand, I think, maybe. Oh, no, they were not cheap. I mean, MacBooks still aren't cheap, but... Uh, let's see, inflation tool... Uh, so, let's see. So, the amount in 2008... Let's go with 2,500. So it would have been about 3,238 pounds now. Yeah. Yeah, I paid 35 quid for it. Because obviously, pretty much any technology you buy, it obsolete very quickly. Like, Especially mainly Apple. Be mainly because of Moore's Law with CPUs. Although that's slowly... That's slowing down. Transistor numbers are still doubling. But everything else isn't, except core count. Core count's now what's doubling in the place of um, power um, and all that nonsense. And even but that's I mean, a bit it, in the air because of Intel's new way of doing things as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, Intel, Intel's new way of doing things with the different types of cores is basically just copying what Snapdragon's been doing for ages on phone smartphones by having lower power cores as, and performance cores. But it's not turning on at the moment because it's not charged, but it still holds charge. I put a new battery in it because the bloke gave me a new battery with that 35 quid. Oh. Literally, it came with instruction manuals, um, a sleeve, uh, two chargers, and a very old but still functioning um, 
MacBook Super Drive, the disc player, the disc drive. <laughs> it looks so sleek. I mean, to be honest, again, props to Apple's design department. This looks fantastic. Even now, yeah. Yeah, even now. But yeah, that is what I have bought this week. And I will say, definitely worth the 35 quid. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I've sort of wanted to... Um... I, I'm I'm trying I, I I want to um because I'm doing a lot more coding and writing than I am gaming these days. If I'm gaming, yeah. I'm on the Switch. Really, I've gone very three sixty and what I'm playing. You know, I'm either playing a casual game or I'm replaying GTA. Like I said earlier, I'm not doing heavy gaming anymore. I just don't do it now. The heaviest gaming I do is City Skylines, and that's only heavy because the mods that I load take up yeah. roughly 27 gig of RAM. And it gets very upset. So you. I was tempted to get an iMac to go as my second monitor. So instead of having two monitors on the Windows PC, I have one monitor, which is, you know, when I'm generally on my PC playing a game or whatever. But then the iMac for actual doing all my coding and stuff and writing yeah. because... And maybe even audio editing, because I could edit the podcast on it and probably have some more higher quality tools for the money I pay for the Mac anyway. Yeah, um, let's be honest. Mac, uh, I, I've always said this, Mac is for creators. Yeah. But for, like, music industry creators, but I my thinking is, want to edit a movie on it. No, but my thinking is, I, instead of getting an iMac, I might get, like, a MacBook instead, because yeah. that'll be really good for our portable podcasting. Yes. Yeah. So not one. This not not. This no. Year. No. I'd get one with the M1 chip in just for the because yeah, it's no. an M1 chip and it's amazing. Um. But so I am slowly turning towards like oh maybe I will have more Apple products. I've got the iPhone. Um. Oh, that's a slippery slope. It is. But, you know. But the thing is, it's expensive and I can't really afford it. So. Realistically, the, uh, the reason I fell out with Apple historically is because I had a iPhone 6 Plus and they had an issue where the trace on one of the circuit boards was so thin to make something compact that they were often defective, which led to the touchscreen dying. I had that on three consecutive replacement phones and I, I said never again with Apple. But now... You know, playing with some of their older hardware, I am. I, I say I'm going to the Note 10 Plus next for my next phone, and I probably will. But after that, I might go to Apple. Advantage with going with like my plan for my next phone, which is going to be a second-hand phone, is that I'm not tied down to a phone contract. I can switch phones whenever I feel like it. Yeah. See, with this one, I'm not tied down to my network provider i'm only tied down with the people who obviously i take credit out through i bought it on the apple store yeah so i'm out i'm take. i've taken out with credit through their store so it's all you know not like through some shady third party or whatever um and i would probably do the same with an uh mac book you know i'd probably do it on credit because that's just yeah. easier to pay for but the question then is, is like, what model do I get? But I feel like we should save that for an Apple discussion. Yes, I think we should have a very specific bonus episode, which I might start writing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got two ideas now, haven't we? We've got 
Because well, like, I've got I've got a few ideas yeah. for bonus episodes. Because I could just get a MacBook Air because it's an eight core, eight core. You know. Let's be honest. For for audio editing and unless you're doing like AI level coding, which an I'm Air not. is sufficient. Yeah, and that's the cheapest one. I could just get the base nine 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 model. One actually, I, I don't think say, it is nine 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 for us. Actually, it's different for us. But one thing I will say is that you can get that. It still won't be as easy to take apart as this one is, though. <laughs> no, but I don't really care for that. I just want the machine to do its thing, you know. I do like being able to take my things apart, but this is literally just a few pentalobe screws on the bottom, <laughs> and it comes in half. Either. I mean. As much as Apple's phones have always been anti-right to repair, I will say their MacBook lineup has never been terrible to open up. I think I've seen worse Alienware PCs to work on than MacBooks. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, if I got an Air, I'd have to get a Thunderbolt port so I could add more stuff to it, because it only has two Thunderbolt ports. Yeah. But I mean, that's uh, fine. I could just get a dock, dock for that. Yeah, yeah, just get a dock for that and it'd be fine. Actually, that is something I do love about modern Thunderbolt standard is the sheer fact of what you can dock to. It's it. also so quick. You could just dock an entire monitor to it and like a graphics yeah. card to it and <laughs> just. EGPUs e have been about for a while now. Yeah, I know, but it's so fast now that you probably get like for like performance of a PCI slot. <laughs> I. I, I... I took the MacBook apart. I see. Oh well, let's uh, let's end it here. Yes, let's... <laughs> we've been going for this is going to be our longest episode yet, this I think. Is... Thank you all for staying with us. Yeah, and please, if you liked what you heard, please support us on Kofi. If you'd like to hear more, come and join us on our Discord or subscribe to our YouTube. Follow us on Twitch for any gaming-related nonsense that we might be planning. And you can find all the links to more this and more over at burridgeandtom.com. Thank you very much for listening. I have been Tom. And I've been Burridge. We're sorry you had to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>